Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello, hello. This is Joe. Welcome back to my show, Go For It, here on Voice America. Thank you so much for coming back and listening today and listening every week. You guys, I love you all. This is so awesome. You send me your questions and your compliments and everything else. And so I am so excited that I get to bring on guest experts who can help enlighten you and enlighten all of us to grow as individuals and also as business owners. It is a pleasure, and thank you for all your wonderful compliments and your emails, your text messages, and phone calls. Now, remember, I am your go-for-it celebrity business and life coach. Remember, and I'm also a speaker, but one thing I really love to do, I'm a voiceover artist, which I love that. It's so much fun. And I'm also an international best-selling author. I brand myself as that celebrity business coach because I help people start businesses, but then I help them find media outlets to help promote their business, which is really fun since I'm on radio. Isn't that fun? So my past and present clients are loving it, and you can too. You just go to joehosman.com where I have a free download there called The Secrets to Realizing Your Dreams. You just pop in your email, and you know what? That download is all yours. And I have a new program now. It's called The Five Simple Steps to Starting a Home-Based Business. You can find that at www.goforitwithjoe.com. And remember, I'm the female Joe, so it's J-O. Goforitwithjoe.com. And you know what? I have on a phenomenal guest today, and this is something... I don't believe I've ever talked to about on my show. Rebecca Eckstein is a higher education consultant and coach. Now, where was she when I went back and got my master's degree or when my son went off to college? However, I will say my son was really good about finding loans and grants and everything. Well, grants. Um, But yeah, higher education consultant and coach. I am really excited to talk with her today. She is an enrollment management expert and she coaches clients to achieve their career goals. She has a master's degree in liberal studies and computational science from Hollins University and a bachelor's degree from Mary Baldwin College in business administration and accounting. In her 25-year career in education, she has advanced the enrollment and net revenue, look at this, at four educational institutions. Wow. Rebecca, you are good. She began her career in education back in 1992. She implemented and training executives on educational software. And since then, she has been doing a lot of work in the college area. And I am, like I said, I'm really excited. Now, and she's going to tell a little bit about her history because now she travels extensively throughout the U.S. and the Caribbean to attract and enroll the best students. She has enrolled famous athletes and celebrities But her passion is finding a way for students who might not otherwise have the same academic opportunity. Isn't that the truth? She gives complimentary seminars to assist Division I athletes and first-generation students. Rebecca has two adult sons who completed their undergraduate degrees without debt. And she completed both of her degrees with grants from the Department of Defense and state and local sponsors. Her expertise is coaching families on admission and affordability, which I know there's many, many, many people that need that, 
because along the way she had many mentors who assisted her when she needed it the most. She in July of last year, July of 2017, she launched Admission Network LLC. It is a coaching and consulting firm for higher education, independent schools, and their families. She coaches families in their college search speaks nationally and offers coaching and training to executive teams. Consulting and coaching forms for educational institutions include customer relations, office efficiency, goal setting and predictive modeling, understanding standardized testing. Oh, that's a good one. Understanding. I never did understand that very well. And marketing methods. She plans to release her first book, yay, in the summer of 2018. She and her husband, Steve, reside in Atlanta, Georgia, where the weather is mild. Oh, you are so lucky. And the golf courses are always open. (laughs) Uh, Rebecca, I'm saying welcome to my show. Go for it. Thank you, Joe. I am so thrilled to be here. You know, I had oh. to wait to be on your show because you're in such high demand. So I'm I excited. know, and I want to thank you for that too. Thank you for waiting all these months. It is it is my pleasure and my honor that you did that because oh. I'm really excited to have you on today. Like I said, I don't believe I've ever had a higher education consultant and coach on, so I'm really excited about this. So what I ask all my guests, Rebecca, is tell, I just know I just talked a little bit about your history, but why don't you um, tell my worldwide audience a little bit more about you? Sure, sure. Um, Well, to start, I was very fortunate to even go to college. I didn't grow up in a family of wealth. My dad was in the Army, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she had her hands full taking care of us. I have three siblings. Two of us managed to graduate, and we were first-generation students. So that is why I like to help first-generation students. Um, All of my education, like you said, was paid for in grants and scholarships, as was the education for my two sons. Um, My parents were very instrumental in providing me with a good work ethic, and I guess I am just a woman of gratitude. I I just know that I need to give back to the future. Our students need it so much. We have so many bright young minds that could really benefit from advanced education, and we need more supporters. Oh, Um, good for you. I always had it in the back of my mind to open my own business, to launch a business of my own. Um, I waited um, the 20 years until I had that significant birthday. Um, I had worked at three colleges, um, Ohio Wesleyan, Stetson, and Holland University. One's a Division One athletic school, and that's where I learned how to work with athletes. And mm-hmm. um, one's an all-women's school. Um, so I was very supportive of women throughout my history, and I attended two all-women's schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I wanted to make sure that I had the base I needed so that I could help, you know, everyone, because everyone's challenges are unique. Oh, yeah. And we're living, and we're living in such an uncertain world with technology changing at light speed that um, I wanted to make opportunities for for young people to succeed and grow and thrive. That is awesome. And, you know, you're at Ohio Wesleyan. I was at Dakota Wesleyan. Oh, really? Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Gotta love that. Um, so, yeah. and congratulations on the two all-women schools that you went to. And today is International Women's Day. I know. What's the irony in that? <laughs> That is awesome. You know, I just love that. You know, it's rising time for us women. And so kudos to you and kudos to uh, you going to those colleges as well. So now you said you had a birthday, which uh, brought you into wanting to start your own business. So how did that all happen? And how did Admission Network come into fruition? Admission Network LLC come into fruition? Well, I had always helped students. 
um, off the record, on the record, in my colleges, outside of my colleges, um, just because I admitted them to my university didn't mean I stopped helping them. They would keep in touch with me. Um, I had one young student put on her website, her Facebook website last year, that she had just paid her last student loan, and she owed every bit of gratitude to the person who admitted her. And oh. that just, I mean, I know, it just made me feel, you know, like maybe I had really, I'd helped one at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I always traveled to the Caribbean, um, to help students over there because they don't have the advantages that we have here. And so when it was time to open my business, I thought, well, I can't just do it for the students that need to go to college because I have so many already in college. You know, they need career help. Um, they're about to graduate. and Some of them already have, and they're looking for their first job and their second job. And we just need so much help throughout life. Life is difficult these days. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I decided I would be a coach and a consultant. So I went back and received my certified educational consulting um, certificate from um, the Center for Executive Coaching in Sarasota, Florida, and I can't say enough about that organization. I'm a member, and they give me the resources and tools I need to help families. That is great. You Well, I was just going to say, you have a lot of... Um, things after your name. You have memberships and affiliations <laughs> with quite a few. Um, H-E-C-A, E-M-A, N-A-I-S, N-A-C-A-C, S-A-C-A-C, so, and the College Board. So congratulations and kudos to you. And really the fact is going to the Caribbean, the Caribbean and working with, I don't, do you call them underprivileged? I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but to really help them find their passion for college. Right. And, you know, most of them want to go off the island because they've experienced the island their whole life. So they want to come mm-hmm. to the United States and experience a new culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't know how to do it. Right. Right. And that's where you and go in and help. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. I have a softball player at Ohio Wesleyan right now that's killing it. I, um, cool. You know, I, yeah, I know. Sometimes I feel guilty for you know, charging for my services, but uh, I know I'm giving to families a gift that they will appreciate when they realize their ultimate cost savings. Sometimes the savings is as much as $100,000. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Because it's not, I know, it's not just about the first year mm-hmm. and affordability, but it's about how much they're going to pay to obtain their degree. And nowadays, it takes sometimes five and five and a half years. So, and we're, and we were talking the other day, and it's like, isn't it like 250 or something by, by the time they're done or even more? At some schools, it, it seriously can be, yes. Oh, my and, gosh. Mm. And I'm not getting in the college counselor's way at the high schools because, I mean, they're doing the very best they can. These are very smart, kind professionals. But NACAC this morning just released that they have a caseload on average of 482 students. Wow. And... And they're supposed to have a caseload of 250. Mm. You know, my caseload is about 30 or 40. That's mm-hmm. really all I can manage and do well. So mm-hmm. that gives you a perspective on, on how much this is needed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that, yeah, that caseload is just astronomical. And, you know, and they're saying now, and repeat, or, um, let me know if I'm wrong, but shouldn't they be looking at colleges earlier and earlier now, too, just to try to <laughs> yes. get, get their scores up and get their grades up so they can get into a good college? Exactly. Um, a wise family <laughs> would start looking in the eighth grade because oh grades gosh. start counting on your transcript in the eighth grade. Really? Um, now, I, I still work with seniors, but I have to tell you, we have to really cram it in to make that happen. 
Mm-hmm. In an ideal world, a family would call me in the ninth grade or the, the beginning of the 10th grade because there's a lot to do. I mean, they need to take the SAT or the ACT, and most students don't test as well as they want to the first time because it's a strange test. It's mm-hmm. not something mm-hmm. they've done before. Mm-hmm. And they need to visit. They need to apply. And I recommend that they apply to six schools. And just visiting six schools can take some time. Absolutely. That's not the kind of thing you can do. You can't, just can't do that in your junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, you can't. Well, and in eighth grade, eighth and ninth grade, there's so many kids that uh, they don't even care for school sometimes at that age. Yeah. And they don't really start caring for it until they're about a sophomore or junior. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, now I need to really think, you know, start getting my grades up. So how do you work I, with yeah. kids that, you know, take a while to really think about college? Well, I have to tell you, that is, even though the ideal is the 8th and ninth grader, my, my general population is the 10th and 11th grader. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have let their grades slip a little bit. So we have to sit down and talk about their curriculum, what they're taking, and how they're going to make it happen. You know, sometimes we get a tutor involved. Um, sometimes I kind of help them with their motivation. To um, That's part of the coaching. Yep, exactly. You know, working with teenagers is tricky. Oh, yeah. Parents, parents, we can tell them everything we want to tell them, and they don't always listen to us, but they'll certainly listen to that person that's on the outside. Mm -hmm. And that's great because that's where you come in, and that's wonderful that they'll listen to you. Yeah, sometimes I have to be the bad guy. Well, not really the bad guy, but I have to just tell them how it is. And and I have stories where I can do that. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you've got a lot of stories where <laughs> you can do that. And it, it, I just remember, and I, I've got, as everybody knows, I have the one son, and he, but he, he was always really good. He knew he was going to go to college, and even from seventh or eighth grade, he knew what college he wanted to go to. So he was really determined that that's, and he went there, and it was perfect. And he knew, you know, he really was no work at all because he went off and he found the, uh, uh, the the loans and the grants and those type of things. He really basically walked away from college with very, very, I mean, very little loan. And he'll have uh-huh. that paid off here anytime. But really, it's the people that don't have that. And I know many of my friends struggled with their children, you know, to get them to really open up and start thinking about college. And that's uh-huh. where the mindset has to come in. Mm-hmm. And the parents have, you know, some of those parents are saddled with enormous parent loans that mm-hmm. they'll be paying off until retirement. And that mm-hmm. delays their retirement because they're still paying on their children's student loans. Oh, absolutely. And um, talking about that, and we, we have about four minutes until break, but when we come back, I do have a question about that with the loan process. With the, um, A listener actually uh, emailed me and asked if I would ask this question, so they did not want to call in over the phone. So when we come back, we'll talk about that after break, but we, have, we still have a few minutes until break. Now, because of the financial part of it, I will tell you, I'm just going to tell you this, and if she's listening, I'm sorry, but... One of my, somebody that I know has a child that went to college for, a very specialized college, very specialized school, went for, I don't know, two or three years, never graduated, walked off a college with almost $100,000 in debt, never graduated. Oh, Yeah, never graduated. And I'm just like, oh my God. Now this, 
child or adult now is in their mid-20s and really now has to figure out how they're going to pay that money back, they're working two and three jobs to do that uh-huh. without a degree. And it's just like, oh, I just I just feel for them so badly. And I know as we age and we get older, we figure out, we finally figure out what we want in our life. I get that. But to come uh-huh. off at that young age with that much debt, and I'm sure you have a lot of stories like that as well. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. My, um, my own husband had an enormous amount of debt, but he graduated with a professional degree. Mm-hmm. And so the first year that we were married, we didn't buy the big house. We didn't buy the fancy car. We paid Absolutely. on the loans. Absolutely. That was, and that's smart because you just have to pay them down and pay them down. And, and I know now, I mean, it takes a long time to get them paid down, but once you do, it's a good feeling. I remember when I came out of my undergraduate degree, paid off my loan. It took me quite a few years to get it paid off, but that was the best feeling in the world is to get that loan paid off. Mm-hmm. And so when we come back, like I said, I'm going to talk to you about that question because that's really just kind of stirring in me. I really <laughs> want to be able to ask you that. But also... Um, Really, how do you help the students and families? Like when we come back from break, I really want to know how do you help the students and families, and really how does how do um, you know how do you do all that? Now, for Rebecca's website, it is admissionnetwork.org. Okay, so www.admissionnetwork.org. You can also email her, or you can email me at the at the show here, and I can get you in contact with Rebecca. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions for the show. Would love to have you call in. You know that. You know I love questions on this show. Have call in at one 472 5790 And we would love to be able to answer them on the air for you. Now, like I said, I had somebody that emailed me. And so we're going to talk about that when we come back. And ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back after break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit joehosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, joehosman.com where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out joehosman.com for the special offer today. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, joehosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's joehosman.com or 605-941-7969. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. (laughs) 
listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to my show, Go For It. Here on Voice America, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're enjoying this as much as I have. We have Rebecca Eckstein on the, uh, am I saying that right, Eckstein? Eckstein? Yes, yes. Eckstein, okay, yes. perfect. Sorry, when I said that, I'm like, I don't know if that's right. Rebecca Eckstein on the, on the, as my guest expert today, and I'm just dying to ask this question because a listener emailed this into me, and she, they did not want to call in. So I have a question for you, Rebecca, and I know with your expertise, you will be able to help us. So... This person has a son, I believe, in college, and I believe he's a sophomore. And the position is now the husband, my friend's husband, lost his job, and he he has another one, but it's not as much as he was getting paid before. Anyway, there it's time to apply for a loan, and she's afraid that they're not going to get the loan because of their income. And what ways can he go ahead and try to get more student, or not student loans, more um, financial aid, or is there any kind of places he can go to apply for aid? Sure. So I would recommend that he start with his financial aid office at his current college. Okay. Um, financial aid directors are very, very helpful. They want to help students. That's why they're in the business. Um, I, I started out as a financial aid director 12 years, and I can tell you, they really want to help students. So they can give him and the parents a wealth of advice. Um, the students can get their own loans in their own name, um, oh, subsidized okay. and unsubsidized loans. So they can sign okay. for a certain amount each year as they progress, and the amount increases as they go through school. Um, and I know some people don't like loans, but you have to you have to pay a little bit to get your degree. And, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain point, you know, I recommend not taking loans more than one year of your college cost because mm-hmm. that way you can pay it off and you have 30 years to pay it off. Mm-hmm. And if something happens, you can go into forbearance um, and take a little time off from paying on your loan as long as you have made um, consistent on-time payments. Mm-hmm. And the interest rates are low. So I would recommend you start with the financial aid office. They probably have some um, designated funds for students whose parents have lost their job. Um, they can make some adjustments in the student's need based on dad's um, less income this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely start with the financial aid director because they will, they're there to help you. That's okay. the place to start. Okay. Um, they could hire an educational consultant to help them too, but I would start with the financial aid director. All right. I will do that. Well, I'm sure she's probably, or they're probably listening. So I want to give a shout out thank you thank you for that and thank you for the question and then also thank you for that answer because I'm writing as a, as you're talking because I'm like and you know I know all this stuff but I just I haven't been in it now for a while so I kind of forget about it <laughs> so thank you for that that is that is perfect so segueing in from that how exactly do you work with students and families? How, what's the core of what you do for them? Like on a typical student, if they were to come to you, say, I don't know. Well, you tell me. What do you do for your, your students? Okay, sure. So in general, I guide them through the entire process. Mm-hmm. I make sure that the parents are aligned with the students' desires for college. And sometimes it's not that, that way. You know, sometimes parents want them to go to their alma mater and sometimes students have their mind made up that they want to go to a school near a beach. Mm-hmm. So it can be tricky. Yep. 
But I try to make the process less daunting because there's a lot of anxiety, especially this time of the year, because right now students are getting their admits and their deferrals, and unfortunately some students are getting a denied letter. And with busy students and parents today, they easily miss deadlines or test dates or open houses, and I make sure that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I set up a timeline for their schools and the deadlines because all the deadlines are different. Um, and like I said, teenagers and parents don't always think alike. Um, I'm also a little unique in that I stay with my students throughout their careers. I, genuine, I genuinely want to see them flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, the first semester at college can be challenging. Change is challenging. Um, mm-hmm. It's challenging for the parents, too. Sometimes they have an empty nest, and just knowing that I'm there for their student can be helpful. So I stick with students. I have students who call me with dorm room situations, academic problems, and during exam week, everyone is calling me because they're just anxious. Mm-hmm. So specifically, what do I do is I provide them with a career assessment initially, oh, okay. um, and I try to do that even, even if the student knows that they want to be a doctor. I still provide them with a career assessment because we want to make sure um, that they're on the right career path for their thinking and learning styles. Um, then we sit down and we go over the assessment and we develop a list of possible colleges based on their preferences because they have to make sure that they're going to the college that has the academic major to set them up for their career path. Mm-hmm. Um, we also want to make sure that they go to a college that, you know, is in their preferences. Um, and we look at things like weather, location, cost. Uh, do they have a fraternity, a sorority? Uh, are there athletic interests there? Um, what's the graduation rate? And will they get in? What's the admit rate? So we develop a short list of colleges. Um, it usually starts out at about 15, and we try to narrow it down to six. Um, and everything matters when you're choosing your best fit college. Some colleges, good colleges, have retention rates for their first-year students returning for their sophomore year as low as 75%. And what that means is 25% of students didn't go back, which Mm. means it either wasn't sustainable or it wasn't a good fit or they didn't like something about it, which is problematic. Uh, And at that point, students lose credits. They have to start Mm -hmm. all over sometimes. Mm -hmm. And parents have lost a whole semester of money. Mm -hmm. So once we get our short list... Then we develop a plan for visits, um, testing, and the um, application submission because some schools um, have their own application on their website and some schools use the common application. And I give them a list of questions to ask when they go on the college visit because they don't really know what to ask and sometimes they they think, well, I'm asking too many questions, but really and truly they're not. And then we do scholarships to obtain funding to make sure it's affordable. I help them with the FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid, and there's Mm -hmm. a deadline for that too. And I guide Mm -hmm. them through the SAT and ACTs. A lot of families, um, they don't know that they should take both. They don't know how many times they should take them. They don't know what a super score is. They don't know when to take them. And then I also help them with their interviews and their essays. Oh, wow. So I... Yeah, I know. This process, it really takes yeah. a couple of years if you do it well. Yeah, it right no way. kidding. Wow. Um, it, I know, because if you try to do all this in your senior year, you really will be anxious. And so Well, <laughs> and the senior year, there's already deadlines anyways for your senior year, just getting through the senior year, let alone working toward trying to go to college. So right. I, can, I just remember, yeah. I mean, senior year is just like, even mm-hmm. as a parent, you're like, you got to submit this, you got to submit this, you got to submit I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. So if you don't have a child who's kind of on top of it or a parent, I mean, it can be very, very overwhelming. 
So I am glad you come in and do this. This is fantastic. Yeah, my first son, um, I didn't know really what I was doing then. Um, It was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And he was sitting at the kitchen table filling out a scholarship form the day of prom. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, he couldn't go pick up the boutonniere because I had to do that because he was filling out a scholarship application. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I remember my son late, you know, into the night filling out stuff online for for scholarships. It, and I become and I come downstairs. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Oh, I'm trying to find another scholarship. I'm like, "Wow," but you okay. know what? There's so many kids out there that mm-hmm. don't take that dedication or have a hard time finding like where they're at. So you help them find all of that. I do, yes. Especially so, for the college so they, that they want to, that they're going to go to. Yes, yes. And some of these colleges, I mean, they're they're fifty thousand dollars once you add in tuition, room and board, and fees, and books, and athletic fees, and mm. health, health fees. So oh, gosh. most yeah. families can't afford $200,000 plus. No. Because students don't graduate in four years all the time anymore. My own younger son needed an extra semester. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you're right. You're right. Um, there are so many people that go now, you know, depending on what their major is, depending on what they're going to do, they need that extra time in college, and so that just adds on extra money. I mean, really, yes, and, in the short term, you know. And, it, yeah, it does. And sometimes <laughs> students change their mind about their major after they get to college. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot, don't you think? It does. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was gonna say I think that's pretty typical because how are you gonna know? How are you gonna know? You know what I think of when you're 18 years old and you're going to college. How are you gonna know that's what you're gonna do the rest of your life? You know. But the thing is, you can really, you can really, you can really pinpoint down once you have that interest in your head and your heart, and once you get to the right college like Rebecca can help you with, then you know what you'll find it, and I know you will. So. It, but it happens. It happens to a lot of us. It does. Yeah. So, okay, so you sorry, interview and essays, and then after that, what do you do with them? After that, long about April, they start getting their admit or denied letters, and of the schools that they've applied to, hopefully they've, if they apply to six, hopefully they're going to get into four. I usually recommend a safe school, just mm-hmm. in case, worst-case scenario, and that's a school that they're willing to go to, they don't really want to go to, but they can afford it, and it's within reason in location. So it's, mm-hmm. they could go there if nothing else great happened. Because here's the other thing. Sometimes schools, colleges have an amazing year, and even though they announce that they admit 79% or 85% of their students, if they have an amazing year with applications, some great students sometimes don't get in. Mm-hmm. A and B students don't always get into the school that they thought they might. So once they get their four letters of admission, I sit down and we go over the cost of what it's going to cost for them to go based on their financial aid offers, their scholarship, their merit offers, their athletic scholarship offers, and we figure out what it's going to cost over the life of the four and a half or five or five and a half years for their degree, because Mm -hmm. that's what's really important, because we want to make sure it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. If you have to transfer out of school in the second or third year because you can't afford it, or the fifth year, let's say you thought you were going to make it in four years and it doesn't happen and you're out of money, you need to graduate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you definitely need mm-hmm. to graduate at that point and, and keep moving on. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of kids 
their students, do a lot of them work during college or do they just focus on college? Because right? I know when I was in college, um, it was, it was, um, you know, a lot of people did both. Some, you know, some because they got scholarships for sports or they got scholarships for band or whatever. So it was kind of either they did that first and they went to work or they didn't work at all. So what's your yeah. uh, feeling on that? So some students work, sure, and some students work during the summer. Um, there's a, a federal plan called Federal Work Study where you can actually work in a college office and you can work about 20 hours a week. And I... Sometimes when I had a student who I knew couldn't afford it without, you know, some extra money, extras, their, their parents mm-hmm. could pay everything but the extras, I would put them in the admissions office and let them work for me. Um, I, had uh, a, I had an mm-hmm. immigrant farm worker student one time from Texas who showed up um, with very little luggage. I could tell initially that, you know, it took everything in her power just to be there. And she was going to need help. And so I put her in the admissions office working and mm-hmm. mentored her through the process. And she worked, and she was fine. Um, she managed to um, get through, and, and in four years, actually, which was great. Mm-hmm. And she had some job skills after she graduated. Wow. Um, but, That's but great. But sometimes it's mm-hmm. difficult for a student to, you know, work up the street because they may not have a car. Um, oh, sure. Or, yeah, Absolutely. or be a hostess. So. So if they can work on the campus, that's an amazing thing. And parents should ask that question. Absolutely, because I got to work. Yeah, I got to work four years on my college campus at my bookstore, and it was a lot Mm -hmm. of fun. Now, I do have a caller on the line, and it is Troy from Nebraska. So, Troy, uh, hello, and welcome to to my show. Go for it. How are you? I'm trying to get on the hill here where I have a little better service. Good. Well, welcome. And do you have a do you have a question for Rebecca th- this morning? Oh, must have lost him. Oh no. Okay. Okay. Well, that's all right. He'll be coming back on. Um, sound like you had to get to a top of a hill or something to. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so we can keep going with that. But yeah, I had to work four years uh, at my college bookstore. But you know what? I love that because then I gained so much experience. You know, mm-hmm. with you know, dealing with the public. And even though I had worked in high school, but I think it's still good, especially if they can work on campus and work toward paying down their student loan, maybe. Or Uh I know that's how I did it. And I don't remember what it's called, but I worked toward not having as much loans. Uh Work study? Work study, was it called? Yeah, Yeah. work study, I think. Work study, work study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. You can can also um, get um, forbearance on your student loans if you work for a minority one chapter school. Some hospitals, some policemen, um, they get their loans just completely eliminated for certain years. Also, um, America Reads, I believe, offers um, student loan forgiveness Mm -hmm. so that you can get part of your student loans um, eliminated each year that you work for them. And I will tell you this, here where I'm at, we have uh, quite a few Indian reservations in the state that I live. And if we would have went back and worked on reservations, you had to work there mm-hmm. so many years. And I think the same thing applied. I have no idea if it's that same way now, but this was back in the 80s when I graduated. And it was, <laughs> you know, that was then. And so that would have been a great thing too. And then, you know, the more you work, the more experience you get. And I just think that's wonderful. Okay, so it looks like we have Troy back on the line. Now, we do have about four minutes until break, but Troy, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, and now I can hear you, yes. 
Okay. My question is, my daughter, she's done with her degree. My son only went partially through. Uh, My son is and his uh, wife, they're applying for loans right now for a new for a different home or for first-time home buyers. Now, according to what you hear on the radio and stuff, there's supposed to be some grants for that. That for, there are, so there's some forgiveness for some of that. If you're first-time home buyers, is there any truth to that? I believe you're correct, Troy. Um, there is also sometimes a tax write-off for these loans. Right. So definitely you should Google that online depending on um, where they're buying the loan, what state, and who they're buying the loan through. So, yes, I would definitely do some research on that for sure. Okay. And then my second question was, um, my daughter, they already own their home, and they're, you know, freshly married and having their first kid. But now, according to Trump's new um, vision with uh, student loans, there's going to be some grants or some forgiveness loans, you know, forgiveness on some of the loans. What do you know about that? Yes, there definitely are, and that's the type of thing when I work with a family that I would be researching that for them. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as that new legislation is, is out for the public, um, you'll probably be able to find that online as well, too. But that's the, that's the kind of thing that I do for families um, when I that's know that if they're going to have to take out a loan, they need to figure out how to pay it at the end and it not um, bother their normal living. You know, they still have to be able to right. buy food in a house. And retire. Well, well, the one thing they got to understand, Grant, is going to be the best word they'll ever learn in their whole college history. So. <laughs> isn't, isn't that the truth? Or scholarship. Yeah, yep. scholarships or grants, you know. And, and I had one person say, well, you got to pay that grant back. I said, no, look up the definition no. of grant. I said, and, grant, and, uh, yeah, grant, that, is free, I, grant is free money. That's a, that's a wonderful word. Grant. Should have <laughs> named my kid Grant. So anyway. <laughs> yes. anyway, that answers it because I've been hearing things. And I've been talking to my kids and they're like, no, dad, that doesn't happen. I said, yeah, I think it does. So mm-hmm. but anyway, you've answered my question. I really appreciate it. Thank you for calling Th- in. Thank you, Troy. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, have a good day. Yep. Bye-bye. And Rebecca, great questions too. I mean, that because those are things uh-huh. we have to learn too. Because if they still have oh, yeah. student loans, you know, and then that payback, and if they can do a forbearance or even a forgiveness, I guess I wasn't up to par on that. So I'm glad he asked those questions. Yes, absolutely. There's another um, misnomer with families when they fill out the FAFSA, the Free Application for Federal Student Aid. One of the first things they get back is you're not qualified for a Pell Grant. And parents think that that means they're not qualified for anything. The Pell Grant is just one grant. There are lots of other grants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And when we come back after break, because we do have to go to break now, Rebecca, we've had such an awesome, awesome segment with so much information you're giving us. I'm just, my mind is, I have a whole page of notes, by the way, because I'm just writing <laughs> as you're talking. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back after break, we're going to talk more, a little bit more about that about that but we're also going to talk about how she helps colleges because that's really interesting as well she is multi-faceted rebecca is definitely multi-faceted and for her website it is www.admissionnetwork.org and ladies and gentlemen if you have a questions for our show call me at 1-866-472-5790 and we'll get you on air and ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after break
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker for your organization or event, I would love to speak at your venue. Hi, I'm Joe Hosman, the host of Go For It on Voice America. My topics range from starting your own virtual assistant business to living a triumphant life. Right now, one of my most popular topics is from my Women Empowerment series about support for today's women-built businesses and women in leadership. Visit my website, johosman.com, or call 605-941-7969 for more information. Again, that's johosman.com or 605-941-7969. I've got a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Visit johosman.com today and get a 20% discount off of my most popular three-month coaching package. This is a $1,500 value. This discount coupon is available only on my website, johosman.com, where you can also get information about other services like strategy sessions, my book, coaching, and training programs. Also support for the radio show and much more. Don't wait. Check out johosman.com for the special offer today. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it hello hello and welcome back to go for it this is joe with my awesome guest rebecca Eckstein. we are talking educational cult coach and consultant. We've been talking about high school students and how she helps high school students. But prior to the break, we had Troy call in and ask questions about what happens after you get out of uh, college and then you have the student loans. So now we're going to talk about how she helps colleges. But first, we have a testimonial from Linda. And she says, Rebecca is that constant small nudge that makes a big difference in encouraging important education for families. So that was very nice. And so, yes, congratulations to you, Rebecca. That was awesome. So now let's talk about how you help colleges, because I know you go in and you, you help their admissions office. So tell my listeners how you do that. I do. Um, Well, um, I'm somewhat of an on-demand consultant for colleges and independent schools. Um, Because I worked in three colleges and the largest independent school in the continental United States, I figured out early on that every admission office has their own specific, unique challenges. Um, And they're stressed. They have to meet enrollment goals to meet the bottom line. So I go in, um, I usually spend a day or, or half a day or two days assessing their office and figuring out um, what it is that they can improve upon. Sometimes it's something they're doing really well, but they could just kick it up a notch. So I try to help them improve their efficiency. Sometimes it's customer service. Sometimes it's developing their strategic goals. Sometimes it's just refurbishing their office and implementation to have the right people in the right seats on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I work with creating a high-performing team for them. Um, admission counselors um, have a tendency to become stressed and work 
just a couple of seasons, and if they can train and educate those admission counselors and move them up um, the ranks into um, administrative positions and vice president positions, they would have a wealth of knowledge on their team and they'd have uh, a power base. So I try to help them keep their good staff. And um, often I do workshops and facilitate presentations just on um, managing themselves and taking care of you um, because if they burn out too early, then that doesn't help anyone. So I mm-hmm. facilitate workshops. I help them with their goals. I sometimes set up um, financial aid leveraging models for them so that they can save money on financial aid um, and give it to the right people um, that really, really need it. Um, sometimes I help them save money in their operating budget on things that they're doing that are not productive, and then they can use that money to give more scholarships and grants to students or they can use that money to um, develop programs for retention or orientation, and that way they can keep their students. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, when you said that, just that, you know, you save money on operating budgets so you can get back in financial aid, I'm like, wow, that's just like an eye-opener. You know, mm-hmm. isn't that kind of like corporate America? You know, they're, they have to cut back on things, so they and it's just like... Yeah, if you could cut back on some of that and, you know, be able to give back, you're going to have more students probably come to your college. So if you can offer more financial aid, I would think that more students would come. Exactly. Um, I also help um, vice presidents of admission and presidents hire the right people Um, because those career pathway assessments that I have, I also have executive assessments. So I can make sure that they're hiring someone who this is really their passion because Mm -hmm. it's not their passion. They're going to stay for a year or stay for two um, mm-hmm. I, and it also helps to have a career assessment of the whole team because then you know the team is aligned together and the vice president can make sure that they're utilizing their staff in their best strengths. Ah, um, gotcha. A, a person who's not as social shouldn't be at the front desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. I actually <laughs> did walk into a college one time when into the um, – I'm like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just checking it out for um, somebody that I knew because I, I happened to be in the town, and I'm like, I'll just go check it out for you. And, yeah, it was it was not good. So I totally understand what you mean there. They should have really reassessed that whole scenario and got that person out of the admission office. So good for right. you. So you, you I, I don't know how you do it all. You must keep very, very busy <laughs> because working with all this with the students and then going in with this on-demand um, college consultant, you probably keep very, very busy because since you're based in Atlanta, you also work virtually so you can work mm-hmm. around the United States and in the Caribbean, as you said. I do. I have, um, I have two offices in Atlanta. One of them is right outside the airport, so I can jump on a plane and travel anywhere. And fortunately, I've traveled all of my life, so living out of a suitcase doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I crave adventure. In fact, I'm getting ready to go to the Virgin Islands to help the ravaged islands that have had the hurricanes come through so that their wow. students can find their best path. And then no sooner than I return, I'm going to Virginia to speak at the small boarding school conference in Stanton. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, Good for you. And, and then I have another office up in Marietta where I meet with families who want true face-to-face time meeting, which is nice. Um, I'm part of Park Air Consulting up in Marietta, a great group of people that help students that have learning differences because not all students, great students, you know, they might have ADHD or they might have an auditory processing issue, and we want them to go to the very best college, too. 
Absolutely. Oh, I love the way you think. Oh, I just love that. That just hit me. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. That is so phenomenal. Because it doesn't matter if you, you know, if you've got something that, you know, maybe isn't up to par with other people, you can still go to these top-notch colleges. Oh, yes, absolutely. And they've learned um, strategically how to perform in the classroom um, with their learning difference. So, yes, why shouldn't they have the same advantages? And, you know, a, a person that has AD, um, HD is, is really just a multitasker as a, an adult. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I know it well. Trust me, I know yeah. it very well. <laughs> you know, when I got into, the, when I launched Admission Network, I really thought it would be like a little part-time, I did, thing, and I could, you know, go into the sunset, into my 70s, and, and do this part-time. Um, but I have to tell you, I've never worked so hard in all my life. Mm-hmm. Being a business owner, that's how it is. But how do you how do you not stay so busy? I you are such a huge asset. And matter of fact, Linda just wrote uh, Rebecca is a hundred hundred and twenty percent asset to our education, because it takes specialized people like you, Rebecca, that will really help our students and help our colleges. And honestly, I have not had any other person. I don't believe on my show that is so specialized like you are. And the work you do with your students, I am just in awe. And, you know, you don't take any student less than what they are. I mean, every student is capable of going to college. They are. They absolutely are. And this day and age, a bachelor's degree, I hate to say it, is almost like a high school diploma. I mean, they, they really need a master's. They need to mm-hmm. go to professional school. The world mm-hmm. is changing. We can't even think about the jobs that are going to be in the future, the very near future, because of technology. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember when I was in college, you know, the, the, I'm sorry to say this. Yeah. I don't even want to say this out loud, but the computers yeah. were just coming into play. <laughs> and yeah. at that point, we're like, eh, yeah, you know, we'll type on them a little bit. We'll do this or that. Never in a million years would I would have thought the Internet would have came in. But you know what? What a difference and how now we can work so virtually. Uh, I work virtually all over the world. I talk to people all over the world. And so do you. And that mm-hmm. is, and you know, Skype and, you know, Messenger, and we can do video face-to-face. It's almost like you're sitting in the same room with somebody. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, a lot of my clients in Atlanta want to do Zoom and Duo and do virtual mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. of the traffic in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's such, anymore, you can work anywhere from home. I mean, mm-hmm. or, or from an office, remote office. It doesn't matter where because there's always room. So now... Um, and then, so when you work with the colleges, so do they just contact you, or how do they find you? How do people find you? Well, they usually find me from my website. I um, advertise on social media and LinkedIn. Um, I go to conferences a lot, so hopefully they find me there. Some of it's word of mouth, but mm-hmm. um, somehow they find me. <laughs> I, well, that's I try good. To ask them. I try to ask them, but it's almost always varied. It's different how they found me. Sure, sure. And, and that's just mm-hmm. how it is. You know, it's, it's usually varied how they find, no, normally it's word of mouth, but a lot of times it's because they, you know, they've seen your website or they've Googled something like this. But, okay, so what do you, how, what's your ratio? Do you help students more? Do you go into colleges more? What's the ratio? And so you said you have a case, so now you said of 40 to 45, is that what you said? Well, I usually, usually 30 students. Oh, 30, usually okay. 30 students and families mm-hmm. is about all I can handle at one time because they're in okay. various stages of the process. Absolutely. And then I usually have 
um, you know, working with a school or a college, um, that's a longer-term project. Um, I usually have, I can carry five or six of those during a year because hopefully it'll be at different stages of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would think this time of year. Now, can kids or students apply earlier? Like, can they apply at the beginning of the school year? Or they is can. there a certain time frame that they have to apply? <laughs> so they can. All colleges have different deadlines. So there's early okay. decision, which is okay. the earliest. And mm-hmm. that is when a student wants, they know they want to go to the school. They're going to commit to the school. And if they get in, they're going to go to the school and they're going to withdraw all of their other applications. They know they oh, want to go okay. there. And oh, okay. then there's early action. <laughs> early action is you can apply to several schools, but you do it earlier. Um, so you can start as early as the summer and the fall. And then there's regular decision, which usually begins um, October, November, January, and goes on through the next summer. Oh, okay. I wondered about that because sometimes, and uh, oh, you know what? We only have four minutes until the end of the show, but I want to get huh? this in because sometimes, I know, sometimes when um, these athletes come out, like in the fall, mm-hmm. and they're already signing on with the college, that's why I, that's what prompted me to ask that question because I didn't know how all that worked. But, Mm -hmm. Rebecca, thank you for such a wonderful show. And what I ask all my guests, and the show just went by so fast, if there's any last parting words you'd like to leave for my guests, for my audience, what would that be? I would tell families to definitely look at hiring a coach, a consultant, because I used to advise against it, but competition has become so fierce at some of the schools that um, you might miss deadlines and parents are so busy. And as far as colleges and universities go, I would say you definitely need to have your teams aligned and what you spend in hiring a consultant with low overhead, someone like me, um, that will stick with you and whether the outcomes um, is worth every penny. Sometimes it's less than the cost of losing one student or gaining a student. And I usually um, have results where schools increase their enrollment by at least 10 students, which is hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, you have to take risk. Um, if you, otherwise, you're going to get the same result you've always had. Amen to that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, thank you so much. Thank you for being my wonderful guest expert today. You are so knowledgeable. And thank you for what you do for our students all across the you know, United States and the Caribbean and for our colleges because we well, need more you, kids Joe. to go to college. You are such a blessing, Rebecca. And for Rebecca's website, it is www.admissionnetwork.org or send her an email. I hope I'm saying this right. Info at admissionnetwork.org, right? Yes, that is it. Okay, perfect. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on my show. It has been my pleasure interviewing you today and learning so much about you. I had to flip the page over because I've taken so many notes. So again, (laughs) thank you. uh, Thank you for my to the college student colleges and the students for hiring Rebecca, because I tell you what, you get the real deal here. If you hire Rebecca, and I highly, highly, highly encourage you to hire her uh, and get have her walk you through the steps and stay with you through the whole process. It really, really, really will help you in the end. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you so much for coming back today and every week for listening to this wonderful show, Go For It, here on Voice America. And remember, to reach your full potential of becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. That's why I bring on these wonderful guest experts like Rebecca, because enlightened you, 
educate you, and bring you to a new level of understanding. It has been my pleasure. And always remember and never forget, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today. Be great always. You can always check out my website at www.johosman.com. Remember, I'm the female Joe, so that's J-O, and then Joe Hosman. So it's www.johosman.com. And along the way, show kindness and love wherever you go. Bring a smile to somebody's face today. You know what? That'll do such a world of good. Let's show kindness and love wherever we go. Until next week, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.